What is up, sweet friends, and welcome to Imperfect Success, the podcast teaching you, a success-driven perfectionist, how to achieve your goals imperfectly. Today, we are sitting down with coach, entrepreneur, and soon-to-be mom, Jago. We will be talking about what it means to truly feel good naked. Skirt! Nope, we're not talking about birthday suit, friends. We're going to discuss why so many high achievers and perfectionists struggle with linking their self-worth to external validation and approval, and what kind of vulnerability comes behind that. We're going to talk about how you can break free from basing your value on numbers, whether it's a number on a scale, a number in your bank account, and so much more. So let's dive in. My name is Nicole Baker-Holloman, coach for perfectionists, recovering perfectionist herself, and striver of imperfect success. I am so happy you are here today because as perfectionists, we constantly feel like we need to meet the standards of others, whether it's health standards that we see in society, in magazines, in you know our parents pushing on us, uh, achievement standards, societal pressures that we should be working a certain amount. There's all this pressure to feel like we need to be at a certain level. And one of the reasons I wanted to have Jago on this episode was I wanted to talk to her about what kind of vulnerability and rawness it takes to truly embrace who we are, to stop trying to force ourselves to meet the standard and instead be happy with where we are because there's so much vulnerability. And she said, I have a talk that's called Feel Good Naked and it's about this. And I said, when can you meet to talk about this on the podcast? And I'm so glad she came on. I I don't even want to say anything else. I want to dive straight into this conversation with coach, entrepreneur, and vulnerable beauty, Jago. I have to ask first, how did Jago come up? Because what a cool name. How did this happen? (laughs) Oh my gosh. So I guess it just had to do with, you know, going through sports and stuff in high school and um, Jordan Gomez. Like some people started calling me like, Jago or Gomez or things like that. And then I also, this is going to be weird, but I also really love that Beyonce has Sasha Fierce. So like Beyonce essentially will like take on Sasha Fierce, like whenever she's stepping onto the concert stage. So I love that idea of like embodying that. And so that's really how I view like Jago. So now whenever I'm really focusing on embodying that form of self-love and confidence, like Jago. That's, that's what it is. I'm stuck with it. I was going to ask, what's the difference between like you embodying Jordan Gomez versus you embodying Jago? Like, you know how Sasha Fierce and Mm -hmm. Beyonce, I would imagine there's like a barrier and I wouldn't say barrier. Uh, this, I mean this not with like the negative connotation, like the Jacqueline Hyde, like, oh, I'm putting on this, this mm-hmm. persona versus I'm putting on yeah. this persona. I did a podcast about like a ma- like putting on a mask and like the differences of that. And um, I see it as more as like an elevation. So elevating yourself in the sense of like when you put on makeup, when you or some people, when they put on makeup, when you put on a certain outfit, it makes you feel, you know, that way. And I just think like if I have my clients do this where it's like, you know, if you picture your highest self, like how would they show up in this scenario? Who would they be? And like, I think it's wrong of us to expect perfection and like you to always show up in a certain way. But if you can really envision like what that could look like, it can help you shift a lot of situations. It can help you really shift and and elevate up to like what is possible for you. And so I see it as that whenever I'm 
stepping into that, it just makes me think like even my husband now will be like, what, what would Jago say about that? If I am coming back into a space where like, you know, pregnancy has been huge for me, like with, yeah. you know, my body changing and, you know, I've helped so many people embrace their body. I'm having to relearn and help myself do that again. And, you know, it's taking on that mindset of like, okay, like if I were, you know, my think about it in like your future self or your most confident self or however you want to see it, like envisioning them, like what would they say to you? That's just Jago for me. Oh my God. There's, we talked about this a while ago on the show. There's like a scientific um, phrasing for that, but it's basically asking like, what would insert thing that's outside of me say? So like, for instance, for me, for a long time um, in my speaking career and in the podcasting world, at least like uh, people like Mel Robbins or Tim Ferriss have been huge, um, motivators for me. And so I'd ask like, okay, what would Tim Ferriss do when it comes to productivity? Because he's someone who I really like to model in that way. Oh my gosh, what is that phrasing? It'll come to me. It'll come to me later. But um, I love that you do that. That's awesome. So bringing it into this then, how did you get here? I I believe no one is an overnight success. How did you, what's the, what's the story? <laughs> oh my gosh. God, no. It's so funny because you see people that are successful or you look up to and you're like, wow, like it just looks so cool that they got there. It's like, listen, they have been doing this for years behind the yeah. scenes. And that really is the case for me. So I, I went to school at UNC Chapel Hill and I fell in love with group fitness. I wanted to start doing teaching that. And I realized when I was doing that, I was able to inspire women. They would leave the class feeling more confident. And I love the shift that the classes there took an approach of like a body positive approach. We never made the comments like work off that cheeseburger or things like that. Like I just don't think that that is a great approach. Super, super about, you know, embracing all that your body does for you. And so that felt really good for me. And that direct impact I could have, especially on women, was just so amazing that like I wanted to keep doing it. So I graduated and started personal training because that's kind of what I thought I would do with my degree because you never know what you're going to do until you get there. And so, you know, I'm, I'm training people in the gym and I'm working for someone else and not having as deep as an impact as I would like. Like it it was so interesting. I don't know if you've been, if you're listening to this and you're like a hairstylist or a coach or something, and you have people start to open up to you about way deeper stuff than just weightlifting or being on a treadmill. And I found that happening more and more. And I realized like, there's just so much more I want to do to help people besides the hour session in a gym. And our health is so much more than just, um, the number on a scale. It's so much more than what we're eating and what we're like, how we're moving. Those are all factors, but I really wanted to get into the mindset of helping people shift um, in that self-belief and their self-confidence. And so I started to do that uh, in an online space. And I started to that by sharing my own story because I personally struggled to feel good in my skin. Like I being in the fitness industry for a long time, I, I always felt like the bigger girl. I was always comparing because I wasn't that typical like petite workout person. I didn't have the the six pack and it was really easy for me to to get in the mindset of like, oh, I'll start showing up and helping people when I look the yeah. part, when I am the part. And I had to break up with that mindset. And so I started to focus on strength training and I started to focus on how strong I can get. So when I would go to the gym, it wasn't about losing weight and getting smaller. It was about getting stronger. And that mindset changed my life about so many things. And I wanted to help other people have the same. And so I took that and we took it not only from the gym, but into our every other aspect of life is like, how 
how can you show up more confidently? How can you go into a room and instead of trying to, you know, fit the t- the typical box of where you feel like you should be or what you should say, let's start really just being unapologetically yourself. And so I started to do it and it was really scary, but the more that I did it, the more I wanted to help others do it too. What does that mean to you? Like being unapologetically yourself? Get that coffee, girl. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm pregnant. So I get like one coffee a day. So I know. It's like, like you got to like luxuriate it. <laughs> oh, yes. I make it a big, I make, I think I really romanticize my coffee these days. But so showing up unapologetically to me, coming from someone who is a recovering people pleaser, not sure if you can relate or anyone else to where oh, oh, yeah. everyone just went oh, right. God. Like <laughs> you're, you're there, you're listening, you know. You know, I felt like I I was always wrong. I felt like I was always in the wrong. I was always having to apologize. Um, I was either too much or not enough. And and it made me. I said I had a great conversation with a client one time, and she's like, I feel like I'm muted. Like essentially, I'm showing up, but I'm just a muted version of myself. And if you've ever felt that way, it sucks because you start to look around and you're like, well, you know, I haven't pissed anyone off today, but like, is that really? Should that be the goal in life? Is to just not hurt anyone's feelings like that no like instead being unapologetic is thinking like okay what lights your soul on fire what do you love what brings you joy how can you do more of that today and in a way to where you're doing it and not immediately second guessing yourself and being like oh maybe I shouldn't have said that maybe I shouldn't have done that maybe I shouldn't have worn that like there's it's so easy to feel like we're judged by the world and even more so we're harshly judging ourselves like 10 times as hard. And so if you can start to break out of the box that you've been trying to fit into so long and realize that you're not meant to fit into a box, you're meant to absolutely be the most unique version of yourself. That's how you can start to do things unapologetically. Doesn't mean it doesn't, the thought of apologizing still can come up, but just starting to own everything that makes you, you. You and I phrase this very similarly. And I love that. And I, I think we, we, we I, I shouldn't say we phrase it. We use different language. And I think that mm-hmm. that's what's important here. And one of the things I always talk about with people pleasing clients and people pleasing is 100% a huge type of perfectionistic uh, tendencies, but it's basically like you're putting these other people on a pedestal above yourself. Right. And in order for you to match that pedestal with them, it's not about you making yourself higher Um, because that freaks a lot of people pleasers out. They're like, oh my God, I'm going to be selfish. It's like, no, it's not like that. It's about you putting yourself on that pedestal with them and learning how to trust that voice that you have in your head, that it is just as powerful. It is just as important. It is just as deserving of a seat at the table as that other person that you're putting on this pedestal. Mm. Um, God, I love how you phrased that. That was really, really good. Um, Love it. You, I was listening to your show this morning, which uh, just go ahead and shameless plug it here is confidently uncomfortable, which is such a good title. Thank such you, title, such a good title. Um, I was listening to it this morning, and it was your episode on um, simplifying confidence. Mm. And in this episode, you talked about authority and how you like you, you don't want to be seen as an authority and you have really good reasons why. And I want to, cause I think that when it comes to, you know, we'll get into the topic of today, which is like feeling good naked, both in, um, a body confidence and also in a self-worth way. But I feel like the way you explained it was so overlapping with this. So do you mm-hmm. mind talking about why being an authority is not on your 
to-do list for lack of a better term. Uh, no, I love that. Well, I don't know if you were, did you ever experience that? Like when you were going through coaches where they kind of like told you that that was the way to coach, Good like God, you need yes. to show up and this it- way pissed me off just like it did you. (laughs) It just never felt, I don't know. It just never felt right to me. Cause then it was like, speaking of putting on masks, it felt like, okay, so you're not allowed to show yourself struggle. Like you need to just show, cause, cause then people won't respect you or they won't listen to what you have to say. But I, I just don't feel like that is is what people are looking for, especially now. I really think people are looking for authenticity and looking for um, someone that they can relate to and see like, hey, they've been through it too. And they can still show up. Like My big thing is realizing that when it comes to um, being an authority, like there's this idea that you need to come back. Like you, You can't talk about something until you fully understand it. And I just think none of us are experts in anything. Even if we cue cue ourselves as experts, it doesn't mean that we aren't also still working through those things. Like you help people so much with that perfectionist mindset and breaking through that. And really, you know, it's such an empowering thing, but that doesn't mean that there aren't still times where like you're having that come up, right? Like you're having, I have a segment on it at the very end of this episode that people do (laughs) because I'm literally right there with you. One of the, this actually is the entire premise of this podcast Mm -hmm is I was getting so frustrated with seeing all these people in like the personal development, the coaching world, just being like, I wake up at 4 a.m. to do my thing every single day. I have like six hour meditations and you need to do this too or else you're lazy. And it just like, it drove me quite frankly, fucking insane. Cause I was like, where's the gray, where's the gray area. And as this perfectionist or like, you know, strivers, high achievers, like we tend to be very black and white thinkers. And it's like, Mm -hmm. I'm either successful and I'm doing not just what one person's saying. It's what everyone on the board is saying, or I'm a failure. I'm not doing enough. I'm lazy going back to that. Like, and so when I started listening to people who would pull back the curtain and be like, here's all the ways that I'm, for lack of a better term, like imperfect, mm-hmm. it it not only made me feel more seen, but it made those days where, oh my God, I slept in <gasps> egads. Like it made it like, oh, that's right, you're a human first, long before you're a coach, long before you're you're whatever. So I loved how you phrase that in the yeah. in the episode. And it's so true. Yeah. Like I it like I I said that and I was very aggressive when I said that. I like I, I loved, want, it. <laughs> I loved <laughs> it. I want to be seen as a, I don't want to be seen as an authority because I just think that it's bullshit. And it also like you were just speaking about that pedestal mindset. And so, you know, being at a place where I have seen the the strength that I have within myself, like who am I to to put myself as an authority? Cause then it's gonna be so much harder for that person to feel like they can lift themselves up to that same level that we were just you were just talking about. And so why would I try and make it seem like it's such a far away, you know, distance for them to be able to step into that when really I can just show them, hey, like guess what? You can start those steps now. It might look like a smaller, I talk about getting confidently uncomfortable on my podcast. And so it's going to look different for everyone. And we talk about feel good naked. Like for me, yes, walking around the house naked, wearing crop tops, doing all these things. Like I have gotten to a point where I'm super like confident and comfortable in that, but that doesn't mean there isn't more room for me to grow, but you find like where your comfort zone is and then you step out of it. But like, it doesn't mean you're doing it wrong just because you're choosing 
you know, to do things a little bit differently, just because your confidence looks different than someone else, just because your morning routine looks different than someone else. Like, I know what you mean about the like wake up at 4 a.m. and all of that. And I just think there are different seasons for everything. I'm learning that more and more, you know, being pregnant is like meet yourself where you're at. And then, you know, you can grow from there instead of thinking like, okay, this is how far I've missed the mark. This is how far like yeah. I'm not good enough. Instead, be like, how can I, you know, be this percent better today for myself? And not even so that you can be like someone else, but so that you can feel more like you. So in the season that you're in right now, I, I actually saw on your Instagram story. I, it sounds like I've been stalking you. I just like to do my research. She does <laughs> research, y'all. And I love that. About you. Good job. <laughs> um, you mentioned like, uh, especially in the season of life, like where productivity is just fucking null, which makes a lot of stuff, <laughs> but a lot of the the old patterns of negative self talk have been coming up yeah. um, because this is something that so many people in this audience struggle. And I'm going to throw my hand up with them as well. This is something I still struggle with on occasion. Like, what are some things that you're doing in this season of life to combat those those all or nothing those you know that uh, perfectionistic tendencies? Yeah, and so really, what you're what what she's referring to with is just like my first trimester. If you aren't a pregnant person, it's totally fine. But like for me, it was exhaustion, nausea, and vomit. Like that was my third first three to four months. And it was really rough. And I would have the energy to walk my dog. I'd come home and need to fall asleep. And I also felt I was just comparing myself, which I had gotten so good at not comparing myself, but I was immediately like, how are all these corporate moms like that are pregnant going to work for a full nine to five? And it's just like, I was immediately just feeling like inadequate. And for years, you know, being in as an entrepreneur, a lot of times our self-worth can get wrapped up in numbers. Like I had to break up with that, but like that can start to come up and then it's wrapped up in productivity. And so, you know, I surrounding myself with other moms that were also in a similar job as me, like being an entrepreneur, being a business owner, like speaking with them was very helpful because they're going to be a little bit more related. Their story is not my story, but at least they're going to be able to understand and talk through that with me. Um, One thing that one of the moms said to me is like, nothing lasts forever. And that's the point of saying like, hey, this is just a very short period. So don't be so hard on yourself. Um, I do something with my clients called an audit. So we do a life, a lifestyle and nutrition audit where we go through an audit like your entire day and like what's coming up for you. And, you know, sometimes people do that and then they think, okay, this is my routine forever. Like this is what my morning routine is and this is my evening routine. So I'm like, y'all actually everyone just felt so called out. <laughs> I'm like, no. I recommend doing it seasonally. So I do quarterly audits with myself, with my business, but with also personal quarterly audits and then with my partner. And doing that, I'm able to realize like, hey, this season, where is more of my energy going into and how can I shift that? And instead of thinking like, wow, I'm I'm not doing enough, I've had to realize like, okay, well, I'm doing more in this other area. Like I'm literally growing a human. Like I'm, you know, I'm and I also when I wasn't a mom and I would have hard days, I would blame myself and be like, I don't even have kids yet. Why am I be like, so even if you're having a hard day, just as as a person out there in the world, it's okay. Like it's okay. I don't want you to um, belittle your own feelings just because you're not carrying a baby right now. Cause I remember feeling that way before. So, you know, <laughs> taking time to give yourself grace, um, doing affirmations to remind myself that my worth is not wrapped up in my productivity, literally telling myself, mm-hmm. you know, your worth isn't wrapped up in productivity. If you are someone who is a to-do list checker and you just need to like 
give yourself a couple wins for the day. Write some ish down you've already done. Like if you made your bed that morning or if you know you can make it, write it down, write it down. Like I walked the dog today and I just took that as an accomplishment because it helped me not put myself down and not be as hard on myself. So I had to start doing that and then coming back to it. So I told y'all to do audits quarterly. I'm doing them each trimester. So going into my second, my second trimester, I have more energy. My creative creativity is going crazy. I'm able to get on more like podcast interviews. So I am taking on a little bit more. I am prepping a little bit more. And so allowing that, but then also if, if, and when things change in the next few months, I need to understand that like, it's okay for life to shift. I just need to learn to shift with it. And so that's something that I teach my clients to do, especially the perfectionist clients. Oh yeah. And I'm teaching myself that again because it's happening a little bit more rapidly through this pregnancy. Do you mind sharing your your audit? Like what you do yeah, step by step? Absolutely. So um two different options. So I have one where people literally just do a a call with me where we do like a confidence breakthrough session and we audit the entire day. But what I have you do is Now, everyone's days are different. So I have some people who are like a surgeon or a doctor and they need to do a day where they're working and a day where they're doing no work. So you can do it that way. But essentially on your phone or on a notebook or something, you're writing what you do from the time you wake up to the time you go to bed. So I literally mean everything. So if you wake up and you immediately scroll on Instagram for like 30 minutes to an hour, that is written down on there. If you immediately press snooze, if you're, you know, getting distracted at work or you're getting called into a meeting, just literally anything that comes up for you and doing it in a way. And I tell them this without judgment. So just say, we're just doing this like research. Like I love that you're a research person because me too. If you start to take more of a, like an explorative approach to your life and like, see it as like, I'm my own test subject. It makes it less like judgmental and more so like, hey, let's observe why we're feeling this way. Let's observe why you were scrolling on TikTok for three hours, you know? So doing that and you go through the entire day. Now, we also like to see like, what is your ideal situation? And some people's it's like, quit my job and sleep 10 hours a day. And that's great. But like, how do we get there? And so we figure out the disconnect between where you are versus where you want to be. The audit helps open our eyes to it. And then we take some small steps towards where you want to be. Oh, you're not sleeping enough. How can we go to sleep earlier? Well, you were up, you were awake for two hours on your phone. And maybe we can flip that with like reading a book or journaling or just putting your technology away. Like you have to give yourself a bedtime. It's so interesting as an adult. Like you think, like as a kid, you think the freedom of an adult is going to be, I can do whatever I want. But then when you're an adult, you realize like, I need the discipline and structure of a child of a bedtime and rules and all of that. But like, do it for yourself and it's going to make you feel so much better. And so that's, that's really essentially what I have my clients do. And we do it in a way where we create some non-negotiables. So some things that are like, we're definitely going to start with this now. We're going to eventually shift things up so that we can slowly stack those habits on top of each other instead of getting overwhelmed because you can't go, you know, a full 180 from like what you are now versus where you want to be. Cause that's just unrealistic expectations and it's not fair to you. I'm I'm laughing so much because I'm like, I'm pretty sure my bedtime now is actually earlier than it was when I was like a kid. And I'm Girl, not talking like a teenager yes. when I was like, oh, yeah, like I'm talking about like like I was a seven-year-old and I'm like, yes, I, childhood I at 930 now. <laughs> like <laughs> my curfew is also I'm, earlier. I'm like, sorry guys, I got curfew. I had to go in. I can't stay at this party. 
my friends, we were joking with me because uh, one of my friends just had her 30th birthday and her husband put together like this huge group trip to the Barbie movie. And then a pink stretch limo came and picked us up and like we, you know, like parted on that for a while and then went to this bar and I was out till two in the morning and I was like, I cannot remember the last time I did this. And she like grabbed my hand at like 145. She's like, I'm so proud of you. Oh my God, you're still here. I can't believe you're still here. And I was like, me neither. Like, I truly can't either. So oh, that just, that kills me. That's so funny. Oh, I relate. Um, I relate to that hard. <laughs> I feel like a lot of the like entrepreneurs, they're like, wow, I realized like how much I just enjoy sleeping. Like, it's great. It's love it. I love sleeping. Oh, hiya. I'm so excited you are here listening to the Imperfect Success Podcast. But if you're somebody who is also a visual learner, you love the exercises we do on the show and you want more of them, and maybe you want a good laugh at just how ridiculous we are as perfectionists, if any of that is you, you should follow me on Instagram. I'm at lifecoachbaker. Every week, I create content that can be anything from exercises we do to get out of perfectionism, silly videos calling out just how insane we are as perfectionists and high achievers, and sassy one-liner quotes. Plus, I share some fun and sometimes hella vulnerable things that I do behind the scenes. So if you haven't already, you can follow me at Life Coach Baker on Instagram via the link in the show notes, or you can just type in Life Coach Baker on the app, and you'll get access to more exercises, funny videos, and unlike this podcast, my pretty, pretty face. I work hard on her every single night. All right, I hope to see you over on the Instagram. Now, let's get back to the show. Before we dive into the full-blown topic of today, which is like that feel-good naked, I want to bring something to the forefront because when you were pitching this topic to me, and I fell in love with it instantly, um, you you said like it's feeling good naked, but you said it's about self-worth. And then you put in parentheses, hint, it's not about the number on the scale or the bank account, Mm -hmm. or excuse me, or the number in your bank account. And I loved that you used these two examples, but it really stood out to me because logically these are totally different examples. Like they are two different, completely different areas in my life. (laughs) Exactly. That's what I want to ask. Like, but they are so tied because they hit me in like this very similar space. And I want to know why, why those two examples first and foremost, and why are they so interconnected when it comes to Mm. self-worth? I'm glad that resonated with you. So y'all, I'm very much an experiential person. Like this is coming from experience. I also have over a decade experience working with different clients. So I've seen the similarities between working with people on fitness and then the life coaching business side of things where those insecurities come up in those different avenues. And so getting to the root of it. So the the coming with the number on the scale. So a lot of us in society, especially women, were taught that our self-worth is wrapped up in in our size. And so there was just a number that we like had in our head for a really long time. And that's like what what was acceptable of us, whether it's a pant size number or the number on the scale. Yeah. And so we would step on a scale and we would let that scale tell us how we felt about ourselves that day. If it went up, I did something wrong. If it went down, I guess I can feel a little bit better about myself today. It's, and- it's crazy that you said that really quick because it's like mm-hmm. you said that and I'm like, oh yeah, I know exactly the number. Like, oh, and it, yep. it's like, oh my, what? I thought that was gone forever ago, but like oh, I know immediately my up. brain was like, yep, it's this. And oh, it yeah. is the it's- number I went into college with. <laughs> like, Girl, <laughs> yes. It's crazy. It's just, it's, it's not, it's unrealistic, but it's something yeah. that was put on us. I didn't, we didn't ask for it, but it just got put on us. And so you know, our, our wrap up, our worth can be wrapped up in that. And then I start to teach my clients and I taught myself, first of all, scale is bullshit. Am I a little Christmas? Mm-hmm. Okay. The scale oh, yeah. is bullshit. Oh, <laughs> so 
absolutely bullshit. Like it's going to fluctuate. So I won't get into that now, but basically like wrapping yourself into something that is going to fluctuate is not realistic because we are meant to change. Our bodies are meant to change. We're in different chapters. We're going through different things. Like you are not meant to be in the same size that you were when you were in high school or college, when you are now, you know, when you're growing, your body's going to wrinkle, crinkle, fold and and all of those things. And if you get so caught up in having to look a perfect way or be of a certain size, you are never, you're going to spend so much more of your life feeling unsatisfied in who you are than satisfied and happy and joyful. And so if you're, I believe in unconditional self-love and because those conditions are constantly changing. And so you need to learn that. And so breaking up with the scale was number one. So I told you I was talking about experiential stuff. I crushed it. I literally in college, like smashed a scale with a, a sledgehammer. Like I was so over scales, right? <laughs> But it started entrepreneurship, <laughs> it started working, and people are giving you those numbers. What are the numbers that we all are told when we first get started? I'm going to get you to 10K months. I'm going to get you 100K. Like that was the dream, right? Which, yeah, so funny. But people you know what I'm talking about? I'm like burying my face in my hands because this fucking turns crazy. <laughs> it's crazy, right? And so, you know, we're again, we're given this standard of like, this means you're successful at this point in your business if you've reached this marker. Y'all, let me tell you, I've met, met that and surpassed it. And it doesn't mean shit if you are not confident in who you are, if you are not doing it for the right reasons, if you're not connected to your why behind your business, behind your job, whatever it is that you're doing. And so the same things were coming up, right? I had wrapped my self-worth. If a launch went well, I deserved praise, acceptance, and love. If a launch didn't do well, it was my fault and I needed to blame myself and feel really bad about it. Yeah. I just like, (laughs) you, these feelings are so visceral, right? And so visceral. they're so real. Oh my God. Yeah. And so like two years ago, Nicole feels so fucking seen right now. (laughs) And that's, that's really what I want. Like you guys listening to this, like we can relate to this so hard and you are not alone in these feelings. And so having to realize that like your confidence, like your self-acceptance and love, like it it does not, nor should it come from a number. And so learning to break up with those is what's going to get you to true feeling of being wealthy, to true feeling of feeling confident. Those things that you're seeking ultimately get to the root of it. Because why are those things so related yet so different? Because there's something deeper going on. And that thing, typically it could be something like, I feel like I'm not enough just as I am. You know, I feel like if I didn't bring this to the table, if I wasn't pretty enough, if I wasn't making enough money, if I wasn't paying for X, Y, and Z, then I'm I'm not worthy of love and acceptance. And that's just not true. Like if you're listening to this right now, you are worthy of love just as you are in the body that you are right now. Whether you your body changes down the road or not, you are worthy of love right now. Whether your bank account grows or doesn't, you are worthy of love right now. And you're worthy of showing yourself that love as well. And it takes learning that in order to truly accept it. Because a lot of times people might try and give us that love or tell us we're beautiful and we're not even able to accept it because we don't see it within ourselves. And you have to learn to see it within yourself in order to truly, truly feel it. Amen, sister friend. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Oh my God. I'm like Uh, crying. (laughs) I tend to have that effect on people and I'm really sorry. No, it's amazing. Well, okay. So let's dive straight in. So 
when you when you mentioned like feeling good naked, it's it sounds to me like it's not about like walking around with like your tits hanging out by any means. Although that feels but really if they are doing girlfriend. You go girl. <laughs> Love that. Um but it sounds like there's almost like this like expansion vulnerability side of it and like feeling that confidence in the vulnerability. Am I am I correct in saying that? You are dead on. Yeah. So you're right there. Mm. So you know, gotta have a little clickbait with feel good naked where people are like, what? <laughs> like half my stuff on Instagram got taken down because of that, but it's fine. Um, we're fine. No, it's, you know, it's totally fine. But the people that need to see it will see it. Um, but when it comes to feeling good naked, when you think of being naked, like if you're listening to this and you're thinking about it, like it might feel very vulnerable for you, right? You might be like, oh my gosh, like your biggest fear is like being on stage and completely naked. You know, that's frightening, like recurring nightmare that you have, whatever. But, you know, it it is a state of vulnerability. So you have to think of like, where, where does that go deeper? Kind of like I was talking about before. And really it is that like, there can often be this fear of like, truly being seen by someone like someone really sees you, like the real you, like no filters, you're not holding back, you're not putting on a mask and you're showing up fully as yourself. And then something happens to where maybe someone doesn't accept you or they reject you or they turn away. And that can be really scary. Maybe it happened in your past with past relationships, with past experiences. And so that can keep coming up in different ways in our life. And it can cause us to build a wall around us. And I actually have an episode about like walls versus boundaries because I'm all for creating boundaries. But sometimes we trick ourselves and tell ourselves these walls that we put up between us and other people to create relationships and connect our boundaries. But really, we just we don't want to show people our true selves. And so my goal of feeling good naked is I want you to fully see yourself first. So then you can see, hey, I'm just going to be me. And the people that love me are going to find me, whether that's clients or a partner or any, or just in general. Like, once you learn to do that, like it can be really scary, but you start to break up with the idea of thinking, like, if someone does reject you, that's it's your fault. And you start to realize, no, it's definitely can be a projection of something that's going on with them. And it can help you stop attaching your self worth to other people's acceptance and just focus on loving yourself fully and unconditionally. And that's really my goal with feeling good naked. Have you ever heard the quote? I'm I'm totally forgetting who says it, but it's like the second you feel like you're walking down the street, completely exposing every single bit of yourself is the minute you're doing it right. Mm. And I heard it and I was like, oh, I it's, oh my God, who says it? I know I read it in Tools of Titans by Tim Ferriss. So that's it's one of those 62 profiles. I love him. He's a great book. Um, But I I would love to hear are your any thoughts on that quote? Do you agree? Do you disagree? Mm -hmm. Morally gray? I love it. I mean, again, I think it's different for everyone. So for me, that quote lit me up because I think about that stage of like you're you're just fully alive at that point. Like you are just you're not holding back. Speaking of being unapologetic you're walking down the street naked, like metaphorically, physically, whatever, like you are not holding back. You're not hiding. You're not shameful. And a lot of us are, are, we grow up with that shame. And so releasing that is just so empowering to me. However, some people may may still be at a point in their journey where that, all that brings up for them is that shame wanting to cover up. It's like, 
that's where their head gets caught up in. They get so caught up in like, well, what are people thinking? What are they doing? And so that's not going to have the same liberating feeling that it does maybe for you or me. And so what could that look like for them instead? Well, their version of feeling good naked, their version of stepping out and not caring could be, you know, the day that they wore, you know, a crop top and didn't care, even if their like stomach didn't look exactly how they thought it should in a crop top for years ago. Maybe it's that they're, you know, speaking on a topic that they love, that really lights them up, even though, you know, other people have shamed them about speaking about it or, you know, just standing into a room and speaking up in a boardroom meeting, like where you're surrounded by a ton of men or people that are superior to you. And instead of quieting your opinion, you speak up and and speak your mind. Like that could be your version of that. And so I never want people to, to compare to what other people are doing. Like I've had people be like, you know, like, I wish I could be like you, like walking around in crop tops while you're pregnant. Like my stomach is hanging out. I don't care. Rihanna is my like inspo when it comes to pregnancy, but that's my version of confidence, my version of feeling good naked. But for someone else, it could be something completely different. It could be, have nothing to do with what they're wearing. It could, you know, something about just speaking up and speaking their mind or giving boundaries and saying no to someone. And that can be something that's so scary and vulnerable because they're owning their truth. And I just think it's just as big of an accomplishment as like, the person that's walking down the street naked. <laughs> I'm just over here, just like, like a little sponge. I just feel like I'm just like, I'm, 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 like absorbing, just absorbing all of this. Um, before we get into segments, I have one last question. Or I have two last questions for you, I should mm-hmm. say. The first is, um, I'm actually going to change one of them. And that is something I hear from my audience all the time is um, I want to be healthy or I want to start working out. And this is actually something you talk about on your podcast is that like ambiguous mm-hmm. goals of like, I know I'll be successful when I'm healthy. And it's like, what the fuck does that mean? Yeah. Um, and, and it's also a lot of them viewing it as all or nothing. I either have to do all the things to be healthy, which are all super unclear, but it's like a bunch of different things, or I'm stuck where I am. I don't, I can't do anything. And I'd love to hear what your thoughts on this are. Do you see this often? And to those people, if you do, what do you say to them? So yes, I see it every time I get on a discovery call or someone messages me with their goals, they say like, you know, Jago, I just want to be, I want to be healthy. Like I just want to feel good. I want to do better, you know, those kind of terms. And First of all, like the ambiguity, like you spoke of, okay, I want to be healthy. All right. Well, you woke up, you ate an apple and you felt good about it. And that's great. But your brain was like, all right, we're done here. Like check. We don't need to worry about anymore. So that can kind of confuse us when we're not, we're not clear on it. And the other thing is when I'm having my clients talk about their intentional goals, I want us to have like a visual behind it. And so when people do say that to me of like, you know, I want to be healthy. I say, what does that look like to you? And sometimes they recite things that they've seen or heard or feel like they should say. And then I have to go further and be like, but what does that look like to you? And it's it becomes this annoying thing where they're like, why do you keep asking me why? I'm like the annoying toddler that keeps asking you why. But it's because I want to get to the root of why. Because a lot of people come to me and they say, I want to lose weight. I Again, I am not anti-weight loss. 
I want there to be a why behind there that is connected with more than just, I feel like I should lose 10 pounds or something like that. And so I'll have clients come to me with that. And then they realize like, actually, I just want to feel confident in my skin. I just want to, you know, be able to take care of my kids. I want to be able to run around with my grandkids, like all of the things. And so getting to the root of the why is going to help you be more grounded in your goals. And it's going to help you stick with them long-term versus if you just say something like fleeting, like I want to be healthy, you're not as attached to that goal. You're not as connected to it. So the why isn't there. And so it's going to be a lot easier to leave that goal behind because you don't have the vision behind it and you don't have the passion behind it. And that's really what I want to help people pull out of themselves. Brilliantly spoken. I hope everyone goes back two minutes and takes notes on that because there's a lot of y'all that need to. (laughs) And that's not just with health. Like that's with any type of goal. Mm -hmm. I want to make more money. I want to be more successful. I want to have, I I hear this one a lot. I want to have a morning routine and it's Mm -hmm. like, okay, what does that mean to you? And they're like, I want to go back to the, I want to wake up at 5am. I want to do da, 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 da. I'm like, what does that look like? Like, what does the morning look like to you right now? Well, I wake up at 1030 and I scroll through Instagram for two hours and da, 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 da. And I'm like, that is too big of a jump friend. Like, we're not going to do that. Like, absolutely not. Um, My final question for you before we do segments is I saw on your website that you're a hot sauce girly. Give me your favorite hot sauce. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I always have like three at a time. And when I go to a restaurant, it's like multiple. And so I currently have um, Cholula and Valentina in my... um, in my thing. And then people will buy me hot sauce when they go on trips. That's like they went to Jamaica or they went somewhere else. And like, I love that. And then I also love miniature things. So one of the coolest gifts I ever got from a friend was these miniature hot sauce bottles. So then I always have hot sauce in my bag swag. Like that was just, I I travel with hot sauce on a regular basis. Oh, and sriracha too, but sriracha doesn't count as hot sauce in my book. It's hot. It's it's a sauce, but it ain't that spicy. Sorry guys. (laughs) No, I I'm so with you there. That's me is like a dipping sauce. Like that's or something I mix with ranch. Oh my gosh. Mixed with ranch. Yes. (laughs) Oh good. Oh my God. Or like that spicy mayo from um, like on sushi restaurants. Yep. Good. Absolutely. Um, My segment questions for you are number one, how were you a perfectionist this week? Mm. About taking away that that authority (laughs) mask. (laughs) I, I think as a perfectionist, it'll be like, I take on a lot on my to-do list and I'm like, I can do this in 24 hours. And that definitely happened for me. Luckily I have a team that tells me and keeps me, I'm a manifesting generator as far as human design. And my team is a projector. Yep. And she just is basically like, let's look at the big picture. Let's spread this out and push it back a week. So um, basically I took a to-do list that I was going to try and do in 24 hours and we're spreading it out over a week. And so yeah, we're working on that though. <laughs> Yay! Oh, I love. Oh my god, I love that. That's I, one of my favorite quotes. Is like, just because you can doesn't mean you should. <laughs> and it's because like, I say that all the time. If I'm like, oh, I can do this all in one day, and I'm like, I can. Should I? Like, <laughs> that's a good follow up question. I'm gonna take that. That's really good. Please. <laughs> oh my god. Please take it. Steal. Steal away. Uh, my second question for you is: What is a goal you've either accomplished recently, or you're in the process of ac- accomplishing, that we can fully celebrate with you? Because we are terrible at celebrating ourselves. Oh my gosh. Um. You know, it's. I am in a, a fun transition right now where I'm shifting. Like I closed a successful program in order to. 
uh, create more space for what I have coming next. And I'm really excited about it. And having like a healthy birth is really what I'm focusing on. Like I'm hiring a doula, like I'm doing all these different things and, and I'm taking people along with me. So I'm doing this like hot girl healing series, but like as a pregnancy addition to like share all these things I'm doing. And yeah, so I'm, I'm really excited to do that. And so I think I'm working towards it more so. So the babies do like end of the year. So that's really my goal. Honestly, that's it. That's it. Um, are you planning on having it hospital birthing center home? So, so my husband's in healthcare. Um, he's a PA and like, (laughs) so, you know, in my world, I'd be like in a hot tub at home, like blah, 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 but we're, you know, apartment life right now. So that's not, not reasonable for the first kids. So our compromise is that we're going to do it in the hospital, but I hired a doula and I'm really, really excited because it just feels like having someone that's going to have my back. Like she's like Mrs. Doubtfire. She's just so sweet. And I'm literally going to have like one of the doulas on my podcast. Cause I'm just like, I, I'm, they talk about empowerment and confidence for the woman and making them feel good about their decisions, but also supporting if things need to change. Like I don't have to feel guilty. Like I, the goal is for me not to do an epidural, but they're also not going to be like shame if like I did need something. And I just think that that's, that's the way that we should approach life is like, yeah, you can have a plan, but then we're going to have, you know, yeah. A follow up. Oh, and another thing is hypnobirthing. I do hypnotherapy. I've done hypnotherapy. It's big fan of it. I have a whole podcast on it. Um, and I'm doing it for my hot girl healing series, but I'm also gonna be doing hypnobirthing that helps you through the the labor process. <laughs> Fascinating. Oh my gosh. So I'm a weirdo. Quick side, quick side note. Well, uh, I was born at home, both me and my sister were. And I don't think I've mom. actually ever talked about this on the podcast. My my I, my family is super hippy dippy, like very like personal development world of the eighties, like you know, like yes. We probably grew up very similar backgrounds. Then that's I, funny. Ooh, I can't wait to talk about that on yeah, your we show. Can talk about I'm that. very excited. Um, but like in in process of uh, you know, Brett, and my husband and I talking about like what we want to do with our uh, children and birthing, and I was like, oh well, you know, I was born at home, so I definitely. And he was like, no, <laughs> that was my husband's reaction. <laughs> And like, he wouldn't, he obviously, if I was like dead set supportive. on it, he would be yeah, so yeah. supportive, but he was like his, like, there's been some birthing trauma in, in his, in his family. And he was like, I, I need you close to a hospital minimum. So we compromise on a birthing center attached yes. to a hospital. Great compromise. Huge fan. <laughs> but it was, oh my God, it was so funny. Like just the sheer horror on his face. When I first told him I was born at home, he, I, I I could have sworn I was like I I just ruined this like we're never like <laughs> it's never gonna happen no that's so never great I love it yeah those conversations are very very fun um I just think we all come into life with expectations we have to understand that like we're learning together we're going oh, through yeah. life together <laughs> especially in a relationship I feel like oh, God, especially yeah. um where can people find you let's plug all the things oh man so I'm all over um definitely. I feel like the most value and you're probably the same is in the podcast. So like go subscribe to the podcast, um, message me when you listen to episodes and like, let me know your big takeaways. It's really honestly how me and Nicole connected, which was great. Yes. And, um, I'm also on Instagram, on TikTok. Uh, let's see where else. I mean, I'm kind of all over right now, but I'll definitely give you guys the notes. And then, um, yeah, just, I'm an open book. So feel free to always message me if you guys want to, or have further questions about Mm kind of the stuff we were talking about. That was something I, I gathered from you right away from listening to your show. I was like, she is someone who instantly becomes a best friend. And that was just like, really, that was really special. That's really, really sweet of you to say, because I mean, it. I just think connections and relationships are everything. And I think that they can get lost in this world sometimes. So I love that you said that. Lord, can they? Oh, my gosh. 
Jago, you're amazing. I'll have all the things for the Hot Girl Healing Series, the podcast, the TikTok, the Instagram, all that in the show notes. But just thank you so much for being here. This was Thank awesome. you for having me. Thanks so much, Nicole. Appreciate you. Oh my God. I just want to hug her and be her best friend for forever. Just forever. She's amazing. Jago, thank you for being on this episode. I'm so happy we met. Y'all go check her out. Her Instagram is Jago Fit Life. She also has a podcast called Confidently Uncomfortable, and you will hear a very familiar voice on that soon. I actually um, get real vulnerable on that podcast. It was really fun to record. And you can also check out her Eight Weeks to Hot Girl Healing. It is a totally free program, and she's just creating such amazing things in the world. All the links to Jago's stuff will be in the show notes. Sweet friends, thank you for being here today, and I'll talk to you soon. Keep striving for imperfect success. Bye.